Welcome to the Self-Styled Podcast, a podcast about the intersection of our identities and our personal style for ambitious women. Together, we'll explore all of the ways our personal style is expressed in our closets and our lives. I'm your host, Nicole Achi. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Self-Styled Podcast. I'm very excited to be chatting with you this week about a topic that I think gives women sort of their style control back, and that's how to fix a bad, a boring, or a basic outfit. One of the things that I think is really magical about the work that I do is that there are actually a lot of women who believe that they're either born or not born with a style gene. But in reality, that's not how it works. There are ways to learn how to create visual interest in an outfit. And there are ways to analyze what makes a good outfit, what makes an outfit work or it doesn't work. A lot of it is balance and proportion and color and shine and all kinds of things I'm going to get into today. But more than that, it's really about knowing what you like within the realm of what makes an outfit interesting. So there are about six ways that you can make an outfit interesting. And if you use all of these tools, you'll look a little bit crazy. But if you pick the ones that really work for you and you repeat them, that's sort of how you get a signature style. This is a very small taste of what I teach in my Style Your Brand workshop. So what is really cool about this is people tend to think it's just this like like something that people are born with and understand but it's really not. The only thing that is sort of up to you and is different between one woman and the next is what you like of these options. And that's your job and that's, you know, your work to try to figure that out. But there is a framework for figuring this out. It's not as elusive as people think. And one of the reasons why this particular topic is super timely is because I'm recording this right before I go on maternity leave, my first maternity leave, probably my only maternity leave. (laughs) Uh, And I am in the middle of getting my coaching training. So I really wanted to add coaching to my repertoire. And I'm in the middle of that. And one of the things that has come up recently in my training is how important the questions are that we ask of ourselves and others. So the quality of the questions that we ask. And the reason that I'm bringing this up on this particular podcast and in this particular context is that when we look in the mirror and we see that an outfit isn't going the way we hoped and making us feel the way we wanted, the questions that we ask ourselves are super, super relevant to how we either move closer to our personal style and to feeling self-expressed in our clothes or further away from it. So if we look in the mirror and we put it together an outfit and it isn't working or we don't feel good in it, And we ask ourselves questions like, why can I never get this right? Why is getting dressed so hard for me? Why doesn't anything ever look good on me? You are leading yourself down a very different path with a very different outcome to your relationship with your personal style. Then if you asked, what is working in this outfit? If I could just change two things in this outfit to look more fill in the blank, however you want to look, what would those two things be? The quality of our questions directs our mind 
And this is why I really love this work. And this is why I'm adding coaching into my work because I know as a woman, and I know from working with a lot of women, that it's very easy to begin to believe the stories, like truly as fact, as truth with a capital T about our body, about our style, about what what is and isn't possible for us. It's very easy to do that. But if you change the questions that you ask yourself, you begin to rewrite the, honestly, it is actual neural pathways, but you begin to rewrite the script in your mind of who you are in relationship with your style. So this is why I believe in this work, because we're going to talk about really concrete ways that you can change an outfit. But in the same way that I feel like just shopping to buy clothes doesn't transform your confidence, your sense of yourself. I know that without the important questions or the right questions, you can't look in the mirror and get to the point where you're creating visual interest and you're fixing an outfit, you're making it more interesting, and you're realizing in this process what you need to add to your closet. And this is where I think most people should be adding to their closet. I don't know that a closet edit and then a shop right after is always the best idea if you're not already clear on what makes an outfit interesting to you. So if you hate a closet edit, good news, you can skip it and just do this exercise over and over and create a list on your phone of pieces you need to buy and to shop for to make more visually interesting outfits. And instead of shopping from what's lacking in your closet or whatever, you're shopping from outfit deficits when you get ready. You're going to have a much more functional closet. So today we're going to talk through both sides. The questions you should be asking yourself and the sort of practical things I want you to be looking for when you look in the mirror and your outfit is not doing it for you. Okay, so you get dressed, you're about to you know, leave your bedroom and you look in the mirror. By the way, if you don't have a mirror in your bedroom, you need to fix this immediately. Immediately. Or somewhere, it doesn't have to be in your bedroom. But I'm shocked by the amount of women that do not have full-length mirrors in their house. They're like jumping on their shower ledge to try to get a glimpse of themselves from like the knees up in the bathroom mirror. Like we're not doing that. If you want to take your style seriously, you have to have a full-length mirror somewhere in your house. I don't really care where. As long as it's a place that you're going to think to look before you head out the door. I think it's easier to have this all by where you get dressed so that this becomes second nature, but up to you. So you're going to look in the mirror and then you're going to say, oh, this looks really plain. So you're just wearing like a t-shirt and jeans and you're like, oh, this isn't interesting. I hate this. Like this doesn't look good. So first you're going to scan your outfit and you're going to ask yourself the following questions. The first is, does this fit? Is there something about the fit that's off? It could be that the t-shirt is too stretched out. You don't like the neckline. It's too high, whatever. But first you're going to look for fit. Another way that you could describe this is silhouette. So it's slightly different in that if something doesn't fit you, it's either too big or too small or the seams are off or it's not hanging correctly. That's sort of fit. But then separately, it could be the silhouette, which is the shape of the garment. So are you wearing skinny jeans and you don't really like how skinny jeans look on you, but you're wearing them because that's what you think everybody else is wearing, right? Or did you pull a sweater out of your closet that doesn't have a very precise armhole? So like maybe it has a very wide armhole. And so it kind of makes you look more boxy. 
and you love the color and you bought it and you thought it was going to be great because you saw the style on someone else, but every time you put it on, it doesn't feel right. So it ends up going back in the closet and you never wear it out. That's a silhouette problem. It may fit you as in it may be the right size, but the shape of it isn't flattering your body or it's not your preference. This is why the foundational work of understanding your body shape is critical to style. And I think we try to not look at this and we try to like camouflage or do things to like hide parts, but that doesn't really get us to understanding what looks good on us, right? It just shows us how to like be shamey about one part of our body. So the first question you're saying is, does this fit or is the silhouette correct? The second thing you're going to scan for is, do I like this color? Do I like the colors on me? Usually it's the color by your face that's the most important. You can go back and listen to the episode about the power of color analysis with Jeannie from The Color Guru, who is my partner for color analysis for clients, if you want to learn more about color. But it's really the color near your face that impacts like how bright and how awake you look. It doesn't really matter what color your shoes are, except for in the total cohesiveness of your outfit. Um, But when we talk about a color being flattering, we mean the color next to your face. So does the color that you're wearing look good on you? Is it washing you out? One place to look is do you need to, what neutral colors are right for you? So one of the areas women really struggle with are like whites. So are you wearing an off-white shirt when really a bright white shirt would look better? Sometimes those really basic things can go really far, which is why I highly recommend color analysis, particularly since it's virtual and so easy to do, because just having that factual information is life-changing in terms of you getting out the door and feeling confident. So is the color near my face good? The second question about color is, is the color in this outfit working together? So is it lacking color? Do I need to add color to this outfit to make it interesting? Or... Are there two or more colors in this outfit that are not playing well together? So color near your face, does it need color? And are the colors working together? So those are the two top questions you wanna think about. Fit and silhouette and color. Now you're gonna go to what I consider to be like the higher level, fancier aspects of visual interest. The first is does this outfit need texture? Honestly, we live in a time where lots and lots of women are really drawn to what is a minimalist aesthetic. And I think it's really important. I know I've talked about this before in another episode to distinguish between a minimalist lifestyle, which is not wanting a lot of things, and a minimalist style, personal style. So minimalist personal style is very silhouette-based. It may have bright color. There's not a lot of print. Everything goes together. Okay, that's like a minimalist style. So if you are somebody who likes a minimalist style and you're really frustrated because your outfits look boring, texture is going to be the critical way that you add visual interest. I find that clients tend to sort of, not always, but often break off into like two categories. Clients that really feel like they love to add visual interest through color and clients that are very drawn to texture. So examples of textures are lace, leather. Um, In the warmer months, you could wear very loose sort of um, woven open weave sweaters, rattan um, in a purse or in an accessory. Think of smooth textures versus, you know, more rough textures. So different types of knits can give you texture wearing suede is a way of giving yourself texture. So mixing up different types of textures 
Maybe you're not, you know, going heavy on color. Maybe they're all in a neutral family. Can look really interesting. And in fact, if you wear a lot of black, a lot of ways if you go into luxury stores that where all of the staff is wearing black, one of the things you'll notice is they wear different. Like you might see someone with like a leather black skirt within a black cashmere sweater. They mix up a lot of textures to make an all black outfit look interesting. So does this outfit need texture? Like I was saying, clients tend to fall on one side. Either it's color they love or it's texture they love. And if you're more of a minimalist style, again, not lifestyle, personal style, you will probably be drawn to texture. So does this outfit need texture to be interesting? Okay, the next one is does this outfit need shine? Now, the level of shine that you go with is totally dependent on how ostentatious of a style you want. It could be that you really only need some big earrings or maybe you just need a statement necklace. Accessories are shine, but it could be that you actually want like to wear a shiny, I don't know, top underneath a blazer. So shine is one that is a very big spectrum. So don't panic if you're someone that's like, I would never wear a sequin top. Like we're not talking about that. (laughs) We're talking about does this need accessories? Do I need, you know, some kind of a metallic in this outfit to add some visual interest? The places that make the most sense for this, you could do this in a shoe. I like doing this in a shoe once in a while. You can do this with earrings. You can do this with a necklace. So those are the more, I would say like toned down ways. And then you could also do it with, If you want to wear a dress that's very shiny, you could put like a blazer over it if you wanted to do, again, a top. But that, that you could do a belt if you wanted to kind of go middle ground. I feel like shoes and belts that are metallics are like a middle ground for flashiness. It's not a full on top or pant or dress, but it's more than jewelry. So that's someplace to look. And then the last one, which probably goes a little bit more under color, but it doesn't really matter the order as long as you're doing the scan is print. So some people really are not print people. Some people are, and some people grow into be print people. So I'm like becoming a print person, but I have not historically been a print person. And it's something I watch as my style changes is like, I'm someone that that doesn't love like a lot of bright color. I love a lot of like deeper shades of colors, but I've noticed that really high contrast prints are something I'm very drawn to. So if you're somebody that likes more muted colors, you know, black and white, more neutrals. Notice if that means there's certain prints that you're more drawn to. Like I'm not going to really be drawn to like a light pastel kind of floral, but I will be drawn to more of a geometric pattern. And I think that that sort of makes sense with my style. It usually does make sense. It's not usually that like you're somebody that hates pastels and then you love you know, Laura Ashley like prints. Like it, there usually is based on the type of colors you like a print that makes sense depending on your style. So if you're somebody that actually loves like a really classic style, you're going to love some stripes. You might like a herringbone pattern. Um, those are the types of things that usually there is like a cohesion between one thing that you like and a print. So that's something to look at. Do I need print? So just to go through this really quick, the questions you're going to ask yourself are, does this fit? Is this the right silhouette? Is this a color issue? Do I need to look at the colors in this outfit? Does this outfit need texture to be interesting? Is there some sort of textured element I could add? Does this outfit need shine? And does this outfit need print? Now, obviously you're not going to add all of these, 
which is why I'm a big proponent of having women really understand and take a look at what they like, what looks best on them through a combination of inspiration, but also looking at their current closet. I think that's super important. So if you only took this part of the podcast and you just did this, you would be so far ahead because even if you're not sure, the more you ask yourself these questions, the more you're going to learn your style and the more you're going to see what might be missing in your closet to make your outfits more interesting. The other quick little things I want to add that are not as important as these questions is just a few ideas that you can have in your back pocket to change up your outfit very quickly. I will say this, summer and warmer months are a little bit more complicated because layering is a really critical and interesting way to add visual interest. And most of us are fine spending a little bit more money on these pieces because they keep us warm, right? So if you live in a warmer climate, you really need to look towards these fundamental questions like fit and color and print and texture so that you're not adding things and getting too warm. People tend to struggle with their style in the warmer months because if they are, maybe they grew up in a colder environment or they've lived in different places, they understand that adding what we call like the third piece can make an outfit really interesting. So that could be a blazer. It could be, an ex, you know, and, and in summer months, it could be an accessory that shouldn't add too much warmth, but it could be um, a vest. It can be layering a turtleneck under something, right? Like we understand that layering creates visual interest. And when that's taken away from us, we panic. So Again, if you're in a warmer climate, these fundamental questions I started this off with are going to be more critical. But if you're in a place that has seasons, seasons change, really look at layering. Get good at understanding what you like to pair together to give you a little bit more something. So could you layer a chambray shirt under a sleeveless dress? for the fall, right? Could you add a puffer vest over a denim jacket? Could you layer a blazer over um, a heavier button down with a striped shirt underneath that peeking out? So think about how maybe you even need to take pieces from different seasons and mix them up to create some visual interest. Again, this part of the podcast is like the more um, advanced styling, but there are different levels. So once you sort of figure out what your go-tos are when you look in the mirror and something feels like it's off or it's boring or your outfit just feels too basic, once you figure out those things, the next step is learning how to layer, to take things from different seasons, to add visual interest in unexpected ways. You can do this also through changing out your shoes and your accessories. So pairing a combat boot with a slip dress. That's a really great example. Pairing really dressy accessories with jeans and a t-shirt. Wearing a shoe with, like I said in this other example of combat boots with a slip dress, but trying to pair a shoe like a sneaker with a dressier outfit is a really, really popular way that style bloggers and people that you see that are considered like tastemakers change up the feel of an outfit. So juxtaposing two different types of dressiness in a look is really, really, really a a critical way to add 
some interests that we overlook or we worry about getting wrong. And it usually looks really great. And then the sort of third category of styling tip, one of the things that is sort of the next level of creating visual interest in an outfit that I think once you've figured out your answers to these top questions is how do you create visual interest and make an outfit work for you by altering the silhouette for your body shape? So again, this is why you really need to know your body shape. And these are examples that are really easy. You don't even need to add anything usually, but do you need to do a front tuck? Do you need to pair things differently in an outfit? Do you need to learn what pieces should be tight on your body and what pieces should be loose on your body so that when you combine it, it creates a really balanced silhouette that flatters your specific shape. So some women are going to look better in a flowier bottom and a tighter top. And some women are going to look better in like a boxy or a flowier top with a tight bottom. That is a critical thing to understand. And some people just don't mind wearing tight clothes all over and that's fine. But all loose all over is typically not very flattering. And then the last one that's a little bit tricky to talk about on a podcast is the one-third rule. So basically what the one-third rule is, is you want to, when you look in the mirror, make sure you're not cutting yourself exactly in half. A front tuck will help create an illusion of a higher waist. And so that will make it look like your top is shorter than your bottom half. You could add a layer that goes, you know, past your waist you could do all sorts of things. I will put a picture of what the one-third rule looks like in the show notes so that you can see what I'm talking about when you're breaking up an outfit. But these are the types of things that you have full control over changing. Maybe you also need to learn how to cuff a pant so that if it, it doesn't fall at the right place, it looks better with specific pairs of shoes. So these are manual sort of styling tricks that you can do that are a different layer of visual interest and are completely free. But they do take a little bit of time to understand, you know, what's going to look right on your body versus just knowing like, okay, I like purple. I need some more purple tops, right? So it's just, it's a different level of investment of time. But I hope that this shows you that there is no person that is born without a style gene. That There are real questions you can ask yourself about what is missing, what you could add, what you can manipulate, what you could change in an outfit to give you visual interest because this is available to any woman at any size, at any age. None of this is stuff that is dependent on being in a certain place in your life. These things may change what you are drawn to and what you like, and I'm finding that is true in my own life as things change. But if you know what to look for, the changes aren't a problem because you're like, oh, well, this is my new type of visual interest. This makes sense. And then you can adjust accordingly. And as always, if this is something you want to learn more about, my next round of Style Your Brand is not actually running until January 2022. So that gives you plenty of time to gear up. There is a wait list that you can find in the show notes on my website. You can sign up there to get the early bird price of $7.97. It is my favorite program to run. And in fact, it's become so popular that I'm going to be running an alumni booster sort of three-week session because so many women have asked to redo the program that I've done it before. So 
this is something you wanna learn for yourself, create your own style template, have me help you walk through it, get on the wait list. In the meantime, practice, practice, practice at home. And I hope that this was very helpful for your ongoing style evolution.